You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Today, I'm asking the question, what is possible in our lives and businesses? Can we have success and the type of lives that are fulfilling, that are spacious, that encompass joy? Yes. Yes, we can. And we can do it without having to forgo any of the things that are meaningful to us. We can do it and do it without running ourselves into the ground, because seriously, that is the exact opposite of joy. (laughs) You know, so many times we see the race to relax, right? So maybe we can set things up differently and have them work even better. Today, I'm talking with Marta Saray Greca, who shares her story as a mama five, creative agency owner, breadwinner in the family, caretaker to her parents, and completely cool and in control of it all, finding peace in her days with all of it happening. You know, it's possible to live your life like this. Just stop worrying. (laughs) So we had a good laugh over this sentence, Marta and I, you know, and all right, that's like a super simplistic view of it. You will get it when you hear Marta speak. She's got her finger on the pulse of her life without being harried, with a sense of humor and with a sense of calm. And the best part of all, it is something that is attainable for all of us. Marta Saray Greca is the CEO of Media, the creative agency, an elite marketing boutique hub that provides an entire team of creatives to business leaders with missions to serve the world. Using her signature minimalist method, Marta advises women business owners and entrepreneurs on how they can have the business of their dreams while spending more precious time with their families. Marta has been named Woman Business Leader of the Year. Her book, The Minimalist Method, The Emerging Entrepreneur's Guide to Peace and Prosperity, is a number one bestseller. With over 10 years of marketing experience, Marta generates her clients hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Let's go minimalist while intentionally inviting in abundance. The long game is The Minimalist Method with Marta Saray Greca. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Long Game Podcast. We are all trying to do a lot, right? As always, you know, as entrepreneurs, we've got a lot to get done and mostly without a lot of help. You know, we're always talking about ways to do things without overwhelm. And honestly, like that's really a huge selling point in a lot of products and services. But, you know, we're into business growth here and, you know, we want to do it in a way where we enjoy the ride. Because like I say to my clients all the time, you didn't get into this for it to suck. 
So today I'm here with Marta Saray Greca, and we're going to talk about some ways to approach your business and your life that allows for joy while getting what you need to get done. Welcome, Marta. Thanks for having me. So Marta has created the minimalist method. And, you know, before we dive in, because, you know, I need that in my life for sure. Tell us a little bit about your background. Share your story with us a bit. Sure. I've had a media company for over a decade now, and I spent a good bit of that decade struggling and it did suck. You know, wondering <laughs> when the next client was going to come from, how I was going to get clients to finally respect me and get people to stop asking me to do things for free or for trade and stop being broke. And once I figured out my minimalist method, I was able to scale my business very quickly from 30K years to 40K months and beyond while being a full time mom to my five kids. And supporting us, being the primary breadwinner through this, as my husband built our multi-million dollar land development company on the background that for a long time did not bring any income to us. (laughs) Right. He (laughs) had the nice runway, the long runway. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's definitely a long game industry. And we're still waiting for the growth to be as exponential as the investment, but that's to be expected for that industry. So that's my story. And and once I figured out my minimalist method, I did start to apply it for my own business and teach it to female entrepreneurs who are like, I'm going to be successful and rich when my kids are older. And I'm like, no, you're mm-hmm. going to do it now. <laughs> so that way... Wow. You and like you are the best example, <laughs> living the example, right? Yeah. No, I love it. My fa- One of my favorite things is to be a mom but I'm certainly not like the Pinterest mom. I do not know how to cook. I can't do crafts. Everything <laughs> I put together is a Pinterest film, but we just laugh through it. Right. You're the nailed it mom. You're yes. Right. Oh my God. Yes. And I, I'm still going to apply for that. Yes, I'm going to still right. apply for that. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because you really, you've got all the elements of like, if there's someone who should be overwhelmed, it's you, right? Like running your business, having the, pressure, I'm doing air quotes right now, everybody, of like providing for your family, having a family of six to provide for. I mean, those are all of the, that's all, you know, prime overwhelm. And so for you to really live your message, you know, that's the best example for every, you know, everyone else really. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with the word pressure because how many are entrepreneurs who feel the pressure of I have to get the clients. I have to figure this out. I have to nail this system. And then you start to feel shame when you don't. And I think the biggest discovery for me was that there really is no pressure on me. I'm a big spiritual person and I can only do what humans can do. And there's only so much humans can do. And so when I feel the pressure of, I have to be all the things and figure it all Mm -hmm. out, I usually do hand it right back to the divine. I'm like, Oh, no, I forgot. That's for you to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Just show me the way. Yes. Let me know I'm in the right place. Exactly right. Every <laughs> single day, that's my morning prayer. Awesome. Yeah, I, I uh, am a big, the universe has your back in that way. Like, yes. you know, there's, even when you have to go through the painful times, like they mm-hmm. really do set you up for those learning experiences and all of that, right? You, like you can't trade, you cannot trade any of the experiences. Yes. We do everything we can to like avoid the uncomfortable times, but those uncomfortable times 
sometimes are necessary for... Right. And you are not in control of when the uncomfortable times will come upon you. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. So let's talk about the the minimalist method. Uh, You know, like we think of minimalism all about decluttering. And, you know, usually that means in a spatial area, right? But like you're also talking about decluttering your mental capacity and other capacities in your life so that you've got room for abundance, right? You've got room for joy. Yeah. And I like to always start the talk about minimalism of debunking the myth of it's not about how little you can have. It's not about Mm -hmm. how little you can get by without or with. It is being intentional about what you allow to fill up your space in terms of your physical space, your mental head space, your energetic space, and your schedule as well. And being intentional what you allow in and being also methodical about decluttering out the things that no longer serve you and no longer aid you in fulfilling your purpose, your God-given purpose. So that's what minimalism is. And that's what I teach my clients. And it's, we work on the mindset aspect of decluttering. We work on Mm -hmm. the schedule aspect, the system aspect, the energetic aspect of clearing out blocks. And then finally, the marketing decluttering of how many techie things are you doing that are getting you nowhere? So Totally. All right. So we're going to want to break those down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yep. I, I do want to say one piece, though, is, and, and I'm sure you address this with your clients, is that it's also recognizing when something isn't working for you anymore. Like oh, yeah. you might have something that is, has been working mm-hmm. for you for so long and you've hung on to it and you're kind of scared to relinquish it because it's, it's been that uh, resource for you. So then not only just what isn't, what aren't you letting in, but like time to let go of some stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Letting go of the ledge sometimes too. right? (laughs) Right. I I would say that that was the pivotal moment in, uh, in our lives for my husband and I is the first thing that happened is we did have to, we had no choice but to become physical minimalists because we sold our first home very quickly. Luckily, we had tons of equity. We were able to pay off all my student loans, which was phenomenal. But then I, what we thought was going to be a four-week stay in my parents' basement with four and then five kids ended up being a two-year stay in their basement. Wow. Why? Because multiple of our home purchases fell through. The one we finally bought ended up being a catastrophe. So you have no choice but to become a physical minimalist when you go from a, a house to a basement with four to five kids. And then I had to, it rippled into, I had to become a minimalist with my schedule because my mom was diagnosed with cancer during our stay there. And I wanted to be present for her. So I started to mm-hmm. say to no to all the things, no to all the volunteering, no to, will I be ahead of this committee? Will I do this job mm-hmm. as a donation? And then also the the head trash, because of course there's a little bit of a, kick to the ego when you are supposed to be this successful entrepreneur and you're staying in your parents' basement. So letting go of keeping up with the Joneses, essentially. So that was the first step. Yes. Amen to that. I mean, that's something that I think is so freeing when we stop the comparison. And, you know, you end up always comparing... When you're doing comparisons, you just don't know the stage of the other person either. Some people have been doing this for a long time. It's your first year, you're comparing yourself to them. And so it isn't a fair shake. 
in any way, uh, shape or form of that. I agree. And it's, uh, I found in my own experience, like, I'm just a lot happier when I'm, I know who my people are, you know, I know who my, my freaky friends, I'm like, oh, these are my people. Like, I don't even have to try and pretend because like, I feel so comfortable here, you know? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. You just fully and completely accept yourself. Totally. I'm really curious. I'd, I'd love to dive in a bit more about the whole scheduling piece and bringing things in with intention. You know, I, I have personally started time blocking and like, and not even saying, hey, I'm going to work on this during this time, but blocking a whole day, like you can't get on my calendar this day, you know, mm-hmm. or like so that I can service my clients or do the work that I need to and things like mm-hmm. that. So I would love to talk more about that intentional notion with scheduling. And, you know, because I find people end up, you know, the clients I work with are like, I've got to do this. I'm running there and my husband and mm, mm, mm." so how does that kind of transformation start to look like? You know, are you just dead stopping and saying, that's it? No, no is your favorite word now. How does that look? I think we we all have some gray lines. And it's interesting because you go through once you get really good at time blocking, you're I feel like your ego comes in a little bit and is like, no, hell no, you cannot have that segment of time. I'm sticking to my boundaries and some standards. But sometimes it does take a little bit of flexibility of like, okay, (laughs) I've made it. I can have a client call on a Monday, let's say, right? But I am very big about time blocking. Like I will only, my calendar's open for clients from Tuesdays to Thursdays during set times. I homeschool Mm -hmm. my children. So obviously there's a block of time that I'm focused on the kids I'm homeschooling them and a block of time that they've got their quiet time. Let's be honest, their screen time and, uh, and whatever they want to do during that time. But this is the time that I'm sitting at my desk and I'm focusing on my business. So there's definitely that separation of priorities and full focus on both spectrum of, of your life during those times. So, I mean, you just threw in a whole nother layer. You're homeschooling. I mean, that's a whole nother layer. We all tasted that the past couple of years, got a little taste of that, and you're intentionally doing that. So are you delegating? Like how, what are your systems set up to be able to be productive and attentive and present and do all these various pieces? I think that maybe I'm not in the popular mindset when. COVID first hit, I was like on cloud nine because I always have wanted to homeschool my kids. My husband <laughs> was like, you crazy. You're on a company. Right. You're not going to homeschool the kids. And, uh, you know, you don't ever let, you know, you don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do what you can't do. But I kind of was like, no, you're right. That would be crazy. But I was on cloud nine whenever COVID forced me to do it. And it is very similar Homeschooling is the the myth around homeschooling is very similar to the myth around entrepreneurship that in order to be successful, you have to spend all these hours on it and you have to have this, 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 and this, and this, and this. But just like you would for your business, it's the same thing we did for homeschooling is that we decluttered out things that just no longer served us. We decluttered out things that perhaps society has taught us should be an expectation for your family. And we just have a good old time doing it and, you know, open and embrace the suck as Brene Brown would say that (laughs) when, you know, just laugh at yourself when you're just had an epic failure. Like this morning we were making a heart shaped gluten-free heart shaped chocolate chip pancakes. They looked like 
S H I T. Okay. <laughs> Half of my kids didn't want to eat them, but we had fun doing it. So who cares? Right. And we, and throughout the process, we learned math and we learned fractions and we did Valentine's and, you know, they practiced spelling and writing and composition and doing that. And they got their art checked off for the day. So um, it's about finding systems and processes that work for you. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the business, yes, I have a team. We're very clear on whose roles are whose. Awesome. But, uh, I will say that with my team and I, we have gotten in places where we've experienced growing pains and we had to revisit systems and processes. And we bring problems to the table as a team and invite mm-hmm. everybody to bring solutions. So you as a leader don't have to be the one that always is, be the fixer of everything. Right. That's the carrying the mental weight all the time yeah. of that. You've always got to adjust, right? As you grow and as you scale. So that sounds very normal, but really defining roles and really knowing what each person's responsible for and them being clear on it as well. Mm-hmm. I think we hear a lot about hire people, bring delegate, all of that. But like, you've got to be clear on systems, how you want things to be run. If that is a, a new area in terms of like, oh, we're creating this new system. Like, how does that go? Like just that communication piece, you've got to really be clear on. And also just be open and loving and accepting that people are humans and they make mistakes and coming up with solutions. Yep. And, you know, and sometimes you want to beat yourself over the head of like, why is this, why is my team not accepting this process and operation? Okay, well, maybe it's the system and the process and the operation and not your team, right? So consistently being open to that improvement. Yeah, I love that you just brought that up. That whole like compassionate piece as well, like who has not made a mistake? Who has not, you know, and I have to say that is one thing I have been working on over the years in myself is just coming to a point, even in my business with my clients where, you know, sometimes someone will say, oh, this isn't, that didn't go through. I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. I'm going to go and fix it right now. Like there is no drama. There is not a, oh my God, like, okay, hey, I'm, I'm really glad you let me know. You know why? Because there's 500 things we're handling and that one needed just a little tweak or sometimes there's a technology update and mm-hmm. things happen on their own, you know? Absolutely. So, I really feel like this year I've, uh, or in the past year or so that I've really like embodied that where I'm like, wow, I am so much calmer by leaving the drama of whatever situation, getting my panties in a bunch about something so stupid, you know, (laughs) like, I'm like, it's not a big deal. Thank you. I'll fix it. Boom. Absolutely. Because we all do make those mistakes or little glitches in technology happen. So. Absolutely. I just had a client this morning and she did a, a her demographic is uh, families and parents. So she did a naturally, she did a Valentine's Day special virtual event and she sent me a message and she's like, it was a disaster. My child did this and Zoom did that. And I'm like, remember that everything unfolds and happens as it's meant to, that the divine would intervene even in technical ways. And what you might perceive as a shit show, sorry, I sometimes <laughs> yeah, lose that. It's all effort. good. Yeah, okay. I'm with you can actually be those vulnerable moments sometimes are the biggest connectors to your ideal clients because they show that you're real and ask for feedback, see what you can improve. And this is a learning experience for your next one. And I have no doubt that she's still going to be able to convert some of those into clients. There's no doubt because we're so familiar with technical. The most 
realistic, relatable right. thing to have happen to somebody. Like right. the webinar isn't working <laughs> and it's how you handle it. Right? right. How do you, right. And of course you how felt you better, you know, and it's sometimes nice just to have that person to remind you that like, remember you're right where you're supposed to be. Everything unfolds as it's meant to. You did everything you humanly, humanly could to prepare yourself. Now let's learn so you can make it better next time. Totally with you on that. And, you know, so you're also, you know, we're taking inventory um, intention wise of what's coming in. And obviously mindset is so important. And it's one of the things like that can be our best friend and our worst enemy at the same time. So let's talk a little bit about how in the minimalist method, you are addressing our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work on mindset and I definitely uh, I would say that 30% of the focus in my program is to help the female entrepreneur to self-coach herself and shift her own thoughts without needing that continual support because that's the key goal, right? For, mm-hmm. for the client to then go on and be able to be independent and thrive on their own and not consistently be be like you, we talked about before, letting go of the ledge, right? And not always needing that certain tool or module or reminder to, or person to to hold you accountable for your own mindset. So that's usually the goal is to actually arm them with the skills to shift their mindsets. And I love my clients results when they end, they're like, you know, I joined your program because you're the marketing expert and I wanted to get to 10 K months is made to thrive. The one program I have is for people who want to get to 10 K months or five K months. And then we have obviously following tiers to that. But what I experienced the most was rediscovering who I am and the internal peace that I was able to gain. And like, I, I just feel so much better. And I remember our first sessions are crying because they're so exhausted and stressed out and have so much pressure on themselves. And by the end of it, they're crying happy tears because they can't believe the amount of leaps and bounds that they've overcome. But I will say that sometimes the things that are happening in your mind take more than mindset work that's on a surface level. Sometimes it takes a little bit of a deeper work like uh, hypnotherapy or RTT Mm -hmm. because that story will keep coming up and I can keep trying to talk you out of it and giving you the tools of it. But if it keeps coming up and keeps coming up, then perhaps some deeper work needs to be done. Agreed. And, you know, I try and tell my clients like, it's natural. Like, you know, that's the position of experience when you say, oh, we all go through that, right? We've all, you, you kind of go through all those phases of talking to yourself certain ways or having that feeling, should I be doing this? Why am I doing this? All of that. So um, having you as a guide, so to speak, to kind of work through some of that, but then you leave them with autonomy, right? They're yeah. able to be autonomous in addressing it because that's the key too. They don't have to be reliant on you, a coach, someone else the whole time. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that tends to happen also whenever established business leaders who are female, they sign on for what I call the visible VIP with my media company in which... Oh yeah. Tell us about that. We totally take over their online marketing. We, we write the content, we schedule it, we measure it, we provide the insights, the, the statistics, the analytics, we create the graphics. Sometimes if they're local, we'll even take the pictures. It's just like, let's have a a half hour talk a week. Tell us what's on your mind and we create content from it. And then they find themselves signing on three to five new high-end clients a month 
I'm talking like 5K, 10K, mm-hmm. some people selling out 80K programs with our help. And that sounds like a dream before you even go any further. <laughs> that sounds like a dream come true. Just of someone to take all of that off your plate yeah. for you and know the methods to be effective. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, people, that's what they will say. Like, to have a team who can totally relay my voice that sounds like me and I don't have to be any part of it, that's like leveraging my time to 100 million gold nuggets, right? But what we're finding is that sometimes that's the missing piece they feel like they get hung up on. And through us doing it for them, there was something that they loved to do, but it wasn't quite working. So mm-hmm. through us doing it for them, we usually sign on like six to 12 months. And then by the 12 months, some of them are like, actually, I think I get it. And you've also, while you've been helping me attract clients, you've also been helping me to structure my team to, ha- to have more free time and independence as a business leader. So I actually can assign this to my team member and like have a good system. And we're ha- like, great, happy for you because... I'm all about helping you and serving you and providing solutions for you. And just like you said, at some point, the thing that is the ledge that you're holding on, then you're able to move on and grow from. Right. And the, the understanding, I mean, that takes a, in that stretch of time, 12 months, like a business owner can start to wrap their head around the systems that you're creating and what you're doing. And, you know, a lot of times they come to it with, this is too much, right? It's all, you know, so you're able to break it down into pieces for them and really work with them. So I love that whole like long stretch that you work with people on. Yeah. And I do feel like I become their business partner. And for my local clients here in the Pittsburgh area, they also have the benefit of, I kind of become their influencer too. So I do visit their business and I will create stories. I'll feature them on my own podcast and our media zine. And so in addition to their content attracting their ideal clients, and they're also able to to get new audience members from my audience and just the fact that I'm recommending them, they're able to, to create tons of new clients that way too. And I also think you're the type of business that probably you're a connector, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're out there so much that you can say, oh, you guys should meet and talk and work together. And when you, when you work with people so intimately on their businesses, you get to learn what their needs are in that way. So Mm -hmm. I totally get the sense that you're able to really make meaningful connections with your clients. And I never surprise. I never, I think that it's a co- coincidence. For example, uh, I had a client who was like, kind of stressed about the cost of her studio and, and that expense monthly. And then I had another client who was burning herself out going from client's home to client's home to client's home. Same demographic, different industry. Right. Guess who partnered up? They right. both did, right? I just connected them and it was a dream come true for the both of them. And same with, and a lot of my local clients are spas. So that's just an easy sell, I think, for my audience. Cause I'm always talking about self care. And I'm like, here's where I get my massage, here's where I get my facelifts and all that good stuff. <laughs> right. And those are easy uh, recommendations for people to take into. Oh, yes. I need some relaxation yeah. and something. Totally. Yeah. I love that whole, um, I, and that's the way I operate when you get to know people's businesses so intimately that, like, the connection just becomes natural after that, you know, and you're able to 
broaden what you do through your own vehicles of your podcast and your media zine and all of those type of things as well. And it gives you content, right? Like you're also like, I intimately know what questions to ask. I know your story. Let's share that here. Those type of things. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, people from being on my podcast and you've got a, you've got to schedule some time to be on it too, Sandra, but you know, they get, they've been able to sell 5k worth of their lower end product, or they've been able to sell multiple of their $2,500 offer just by being on my podcast. So it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, definitely. I love the, uh, you know, that exposure piece as well that you bring Mm -hmm. to it. So, you know, how long have you been, I mean, that's, that's a lot. You've got the business the podcast. I mean, those are all pieces that you've grown over the years, but you know, are there any other extensions like a YouTube channel that you're planning or different pieces like that? Like, because you're so dialed into that content creation piece and have the team, are you able to plan for your own business in those ways as well? Of course. Yeah. We do have a system (laughs) where we record, uh, we, we do record our episodes in my Facebook community, the minimalist method for prosperous female entrepreneurs, we record it live for everyone in there. And that's like the exclusivity they get for being in that free Facebook community. And then we do repurpose it for IGTV, for YouTube, obviously podcast platforms and LinkedIn as well. So the people who are, and then we email it out to our audience. So the people who are featured, they get a ton of visibility, but, and then what I learned through that is that I just, I love, I love this piece of it. It's so much fun. So now I am a, talk show host for a, for a talk show called Thriving Women Talk that is on E360 TV, which is a channel in your Roku. Yes, I saw that. So mm-hmm. cool. It's so, so cool. cool. It's so fun. And you know, it's funny because it just goes to show that you can expand still with the minimalist piece, yeah. right? It doesn't mean you're overwhelmed. I mean, when I you were saying even, you know, you've when you were talking about the repurposing, like, we believe in that here. It's a big piece, but that doesn't mean you're you're uh, run down from being in all those places, right? You've got systems built in to be able to handle that. Yeah, I think a lot of people will say to me, "I know you're busy, so I won't take up your time." And I'm like, "I'm really not busy. Do you understand? Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm really not that busy." <laughs> and I would say that the last week of the month is actually blocked off from any calls or meetings. So I can have the freedom to just not have to be on calls or meetings, right? And I can uh, spend more time with my parents who are recently got sick and I just love to be there to be able to take care of them um, during this nationwide staffing shortage in the healthcare industry, right? So I will say, and I spend, you'll see my Instagram stories the entire weekend is spent cuddling, reading, cooking, sled riding, just being. Yeah, that's a a little bit of what we all need a little bit more of in our our lives. So I hope um, everyone takes a little bit from this conversation to bring some of that into into their own existence, right? Like, you know, we'll make sure that we link to all of the places that you are so people can see you on Instagram and see how you're doing it and be inspired by that. Because I think, you know, when we first start out, there's a little bit of, all the things, you know, mm-hmm. and now you need somebody to say, it's okay. You can still do the things without it being all the things, you know? Yeah. Being the captain of your ship, even throughout the chaos. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being here, Marta. 
we will uh, link to all of your your website and your Instagram and the show notes and um, keep spreading your message as well. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.